Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Sally Arnett, VP of IS at Licking Memorial Health System. In this segment, Arnett talks about the long and winding path to integration, the structural changes she's making to facilitate more consistency across IS, and the many benefits of being at a smaller organization. Hi, Sally. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Thank you for inviting me to participate, Kate. Sure. So to give our readers and listeners a little background, um, can you just talk a little bit about Licking Memorial Health Systems? Certainly. We're a small community health system uh, comprised of a 227-bed community hospital. Uh, We have a level 2 nursery, of course an emergency department. Um, We have a very wonderful interventional cardiology program. Uh, We also have two urgent cares, an inpatient rehabilitation unit, a home care, Uh, and a chemical dependency, a separate hospital for that. Uh, We also have about 100 employed physicians located throughout the country in various practices. Um, Along with that same group, we have a hospitalist program, the interventional cardiology I mentioned, um, and then, of course, family practice, internal medicine, and quite a few specialties. Uh, So right now we have about 1,900 employees um, and an IS staff of about 35 serving all the folks throughout the community. Um, And we're planning to grow the IS department actually to 50 employees within the next year. Okay. It's exciting. I can certainly see why with talking about everything I have going on. (laughs) And uh, geographically, where are you located? We are in central Ohio, about 30 minutes east of Columbus, home of, of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think it's mandatory for us to say that. Um, (laughs) Right. So it's, it's a very close drive. It's a beautiful Kind of almost a bedroom community for Columbus at this point. Uh, kind of rolling hills, beautiful countryside. And the hospital is actually the biggest employer in um, the county. Okay. Um, and we do serve um, the entire Licking County area. So um, it's a fairly good coverage area that we have. Uh, so, and we're the only hospital in the community, uh, which is wonderful. Okay. And we're very focused on serving the community here. Okay. And you mentioned you, uh, you have physicians. Are those both part of the system and also affiliated with the system? We have 100 that are employed by us. Our medical staff mm-hmm. is right around 200. Uh, okay. So the 100 employed, uh, we support their EMR, provide them with um, you know, full services just as we would any other um, physician here in the hospital. Okay. So in terms of the, uh, the hospital, uh, the clinical application environment, um, what type of EHR system are you using? We use Meditech as our primary EMR, and it's our legal medical record as well. Um, so we're a Meditech Magic Hospital. Uh, but we do have quite a few interfaced products as well. Uh, we use a product called uh, PulseCheck, which uh, used to be Pisces. I think it's owned by a company named Optum now for our emergency department. We use Pisces OR Manager for our surgery suites, uh, GE Centricity Perinatal for the maternal child, uh, and then GE Wrist Packs and Muse. Uh, So we have quite a bit of GE, a mix of Meditech, um, which is, I think, pretty common for hospitals our size. Right. Um, Okay. I imagine that that makes for some challenges, though, just having, like you said, uh, all the interfaces to contend with. With meaningful use, we're really starting to drive away from the interfaced model. 
uh, we're really finding that the workflow and the in integration of a single vendor really is superior in, in many aspects. Mm -hmm. um, so we are in the process of replacing our OR right now with Metatext module, and we'll follow suit with some of our other product over time. Okay. So does, is that part of the, uh, the, the rationale behind, uh, you talked about the expansion of the IS staff, just as far as some of those plans? A lot of our expansion has been due, obviously, to projects like everybody. Right now we're very project heavy. It always seems like there's something new going live every week, if not every day. Um, so we are adding four staff to do project management. We have a very small project management staff right now. Um, so we're expanding out the project management staff. We're expanding out our security staff. Um, we decided to do a dedicated information security program about a year ago um, and staff that in-house. Uh, okay. So we're adding a whole entire team for that. Um, and we're also adding more clinical applications staff, which is, of course, to be expected as we grow. Um, and then we're actually doing a change within our server staff um, where we're adding a team of clinical server folks. Um, so they'll be the experts for things like our PAC system, our MUSE system, our CVIS, and they'll have a little bit of a closer interface with the clinical staff as well as our clinical project managers um, so that we have kind of a consistent team managing the servers for those groups as well. Right. So a lot to uh, lot to talk about there. I want to make sure I get to all those points. But <laughs> um, so now, w when you talk about um, uh, the dr driving away from the interfaces, and uh, you know that being something that you're looking to do, can you just just talk a little bit about you know so maybe w what are some of the challenges there, and uh, you know how that's how you kind of make that part of the strategy. Well, I think with as we went through the meaningful use process. Um, we were very fortunate that we had already done things like bedside medication verification. Um, we were well into the CPOE process, and we actually started doing bedside med verification back in 2004 with uh, a non-Meditech product. And one of the things that we identified at the time were the challenges associated with uh, having a separate system for ordering, having a separate system for lab results, having a separate system for pharmacy. Um, so we actually made a decision not long after we installed the first product to go with a Meditech product for bedside medication verification. Um, and what that allowed us to do was have a single system where the physicians were ordering um, that, you know, as people were taking off the orders, they could see you know, the orders very clearly, especially for the meds, um, and also that they were seeing lab results as they administered meds. We felt when we had a patient that maybe had, for example, a sliding scale insulin and they needed the latest values before they gave that, um, that it was really wonderful to have that tool as the nurse administered the meds. Um, so that was sort of our first foray into starting down the path of that integration. Uh, but it really got reinforced as we went into meaningful use. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we try and do better quality metrics across the board, um, as we try and do clinical decision support. Uh, you know, right now, with having a separate ED system and a separate OR system and a separate system for 
you know, the rest of the hospital, every time we do clinical decision support, we've got to do it in three places. Yeah. Um, so as we start to unify those applications, that will make things simpler. Um, it'll make training much easier for the physicians. It'll make it more consistent, and it should help us improve our quality metrics as well. Right. Okay. Is there a, a timeline you're looking at for that? Right now we're sort of phasing that across three budget years. Yeah. Obviously, MU is, is tying up a lot of our resources right now. Uh, so we're doing, we're trying to kind of stage out our larger clinical projects. So right now we're in the middle of doing a risk packs replacement along with um, taking 100% of our cardiology images electronic as well. We already had our Arisen packs, and we were 100% electronic in packs, but we're doing that with cardiology now as well as replacing our packs uh, and putting in a vendor-neutral archive. So we're going to move on after that to the OR and do the ORs, which we hope to have up by about mid-June or July of next year. And then the ORs will go on Meditech, and then we'll probably take a look at oncology and moving that onto Meditech. Mm-hmm. and move down then to the emergency department and consider swapping that to Meditech as well. So it'll be a, a pretty big retrofit. And actually, we just yeah. retrofitted um, home care, our home care system onto Meditech as well. That was six yeah. months ago, so that seems like a million years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's um, obviously that there are so many challenges when, when you're having to retrofit, but, uh, you know, that that's really just kind of the reality of how things are now. And was it a, a challenge just as far as making the case for, for going on to Meditech, like from your angle? Our folks have been entrenched in Meditech. I've been here since 2001, and we actually, the health system went live in 1985. So oh, wow. facility is very, very comfortable in Meditech. Yeah. Our team's very entrenched, very skilled. Um, we have a good team of IS staff as well as a great team of clinical coordinators. Um, so they're all used to the environment. Um, so when I came on board, we did a lot of looking at workflow, and we picked a lot of best-of-breed products. I had come from a McKesson hospital, so we were very well-versed there in, in doing interfacing. So I sort of brought that with me when I came. Uh, so we were very comfortable doing interfaces and, and, and that here as well. Um, but we started to really look at um, not only the departmental workflow, but the integration across the entire health system. Right. And for a long time, that departmental workflow was king for us, and we bought product based upon that. Yeah. Uh, but now that we're kind of you know, looking at the patient across the entire continuum of care, it just makes more sense to integrate. And I, I don't think it was really a hard sell here. Yeah. I think you know, across the clinical spectrum, we work very closely with, you know, the VP of nursing and the assistant VPs over the clinical areas and the radiology directors and the cardiology directors. Uh, I think we have a shared vision of where we want to go with the EMR, and we see the benefits that it brings. Um, So I I think we've got a shared vision. It it was definitely not a tough sell to go down this road. Right. And it it seems like just as far as having... um Having the, the the different department heads kind of uh, working close more closely together, that that that's also maybe one of the overarching goals of uh, you know expanding the IT staff and getting people to you know work together more closely. 
Well, we're fortunate. We're sort of a great size, you know, being that right around 200 bed facility. We're not so massive that it's impossible to turn the ship. Yeah. And we talk to each other frequently, if not many times daily. So, um, you know, we don't have to get 100 committees together and turn the ship. We sit down, we talk through processes, we look at our workflows. Um, the IS and the clinical people work hand in hand here, um, as do the HI staff. I actually have the responsibility for health information as well as um, the EMR products. So it's easier, a little bit easier, I think, probably than some larger facilities to have a shared vision, sit down mm -hmm. with our peers, and drive change quickly, right. uh, which is really great. Yeah. And so you talked about... Um, you know, meaningful use being a lot of this push because of, you know, having to have all the quality metrics. And uh, so uh, now how are you positioned for that, or what phase are you in? We actually attempted you to um, last year. So um, we're sort of obviously just kind of waiting with everybody else for yeah. what happens in MU2 year two. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we went ahead and attested a scheduled uh, we could have actually tested for stage one in 2011, and we made some decisions to wait until some of the Meditech software was a little bit more fully developed. Um, so we attested, um, you know, in the in the first full year. We didn't attest in the early year, um, but uh, we feel really good about where we are. We actually Wednesday of this week put on the MU stage three code. Uh, so we anticipate there will be some changes to that, but um, we feel pretty confident that we'll be well positioned going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, can, I can imagine that there is some frustration with, with all the waiting, the kind of hurry up and wait that <laughs> comes with meaningful use. Well, I think one of the things that we're finding, I, I have a strong belief in the underlying philosophy behind it. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times where we have difficulty is putting some of the things into practice. Yeah. You know, I, th I think all of us are struggling with the patient engagement piece and the increase in the thresholds between stage two and stage three. Yeah, right. I'm really excited about patient engagement and I'm a strong advocate, uh, but I think part of the difficulty we're having is moving the patient population along that realm. Right. Uh, you know, when you have people who are sick and they're in the hospital, they just want to get to feeling better. Uh, so they're not really thinking about how do I get my information until they're home and, you know, kind of back on the mend. And sometimes that doesn't stay a priority as people get to feeling better. Um, so, you know, there's some of those metrics that aren't so clear cut. And I think along, you know, I don't think that feeling is much different than a lot of other people have. Right. Um, and I think as the technology in that realm matures, we're going to see our numbers increase. Um, but, yeah, it is a little bit hard not knowing if this is going to be our stage two attestation year or not, and when yeah. does it stop and when does it start. Uh, I, th I think there is a little bit of frustration there. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.